The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Hey, you can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube as well. We're all over the place. We're going to get started back up with our fifth edition campaign set in the Aridin Empire, and Jason's going to kick us off. Go for it, Jason. That is right. I will do so. Thank you, Joe. I am Jason, your DM for this sprawling megacity uh, 5e campaign. So uh, I don't want to waste too much time. I want to get into it here because we left off at a pretty good spot. Um, so if everyone wouldn't mind, go ahead and introduce yourselves. We are one person short, just for, so everyone is aware. Chris is uh, on bedtime duty for his new kids and everything else like that, doing dad duty. So we'll get him in here as soon as he's available. But uh, if you don't hear from Chris, that's why he's he's not here. I guess that's my cue since I'm unshackled by fatherly duties. My name is Eli. I play Rays, a scheming, conniving, tiefling bard. And I am Joe. I am shackled by fatherly duties. Um, I was actually in the car with a 16-year-old not long ago, still recovering nerves from that. Um, and she can hear me, so that's why I'm saying it. But anyway, I am playing the Warforged Artificer Rolex with his um, Steel Defender, which is a cat that has now officially been named Dog. Yeah, wolf. <laughs> Speaking of cats that dog on people, uh, my name is Randy, and I play a fighter named Les. He is a uh, tabaxi uh, taxi cat. Anyway, uh, with a heart of gold. <laughs> all right very good well let's do the recap here um anyone want to volunteer or should we just make joe do it <laughs> well, i mean if you're gonna throw it out there yeah. I, think- well, I feel i feel bad because joe so so seldom gets to do the recaps because he's usually dming everything. <laughs> i like to throw other people under the bus i you know the funny part is i think the bus actually has my name on it so uh, here's the funny part, because I was listening to the end of the previous episode to name this episode, and it occurred to me, I don't remember the beginning of the previous episode, but let me try it. All right. We got to uh, District 13. It was 13, right? 12. 12. Yes. 12, 12 exactly as I said. Um, the Oh, hey, Chris is about to join us. I'm going to let him into the room here as I'm doing the recap. Um but we got to District hey, dude, 12. <laughs> we got the special, or we got to the um, the building that had the meeting place for Ray's group. And um, we learned that the sun sets a lot. It's like eight times in a day, if I remember right. And um, <laughs> so we got into that room. And then as part of that, yeah, so Chris is here now. Hey, Chris, I'm just going over the recap. Um, and I'm probably going to screw it up horribly. The um, So as we were in there, one of the things we noticed was the person who was part of the kidnapping, which I guess was an apparent kidnapping and seems to be more of a scheme, um, was seen in the back room. And I'm, I'm kind of cutting right towards the end of the episode here. As we were towards the end of the episode, uh, Ray's had found out she was in the back room and was about to ask her something. And we were going to try and catch her before she got away to do something, which is why I named this episode based on something I think Ray's had said before we finished, which was it's a race against the clock. So we're trying to get more information on what's going on there. Um, And inside the room after this 
secret words were whispered and the door opened, we saw the end of the episode. And now I think the room probably has the beginning of this episode in it. And I think that's where we are now. How horrible is that? <laughs> well, looking at Eli's face when you were doing that here, I think it uh, it's probably not very accurate. It didn't match what he remembered, I, at least. <laughs> I, I got, sorry, I got caught up on It's a Raise Against Time. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I wish I had thought of it that way. That's how I pronounced it, but I actually put race, R-A-C-E. It should have been a raise against time. As soon as I saw your face, I was hoping that's what you were thinking, but I still screwed it up. We can fix it in post. Yes, exactly. We can fix it in Um, post. A couple of small details were left out in the Stu and Pearl, uh, the tabaxi. I believe the tabaxi caused a bit of a scene. Somebody fell over a bit. (laughs) Um, The... (laughs) The Warforged removed his ear so he could listen to a conversation yep, yep. on behalf of somebody else. And Dog mm-hmm. got help provide a distraction. No, yeah. Wes was busy staring at his nose the whole time. He didn't. Do oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I rolled perception with a bonus and a whole, got a whole like three. I think it was. Yeah, no, like, Les made a horrible pun in the bar and the bar stopped. For about uh, a yeah, everybody stopped and just yeah. looked at him for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just went back ball. about their business. I guess everyone paused. Exactly, oh just just like that here. Oh. Again, again, Randy starting off strong in the pun game. I love it. I love it. You can stop right. that, Mia. At least I used the right word this time. <laughs> well, um, there were some things that were accurate, some things that were wildly off, and some things that I don't even remember if those things actually happened. But nonetheless, let's <laughs> pick things up here. So the group, uh, and I'll, I'll do a little bit of a little recap just myself here, so that I can get myself into the right frame of mind. Um, the group here again. So Success successfully had um, what they thought was thwarted a kidnapping, which turned out to have much more consequence and much more um, uh, subterfuge potentially going on. Uh, Rays and it brought the group to the Stew and Pearl. It took you guys the better part of a, almost the entire day to get through the busy city streets. And as you made your way through these mega city blocks here, where again sometimes you can't even see the sky because of all the roofs and the overhangs from the 10, 12, 14, 15 story buildings, you made your way down towards the quarantine area right outside the quarantine area there was a bright green barrier and there was very little activity and right across from that was the building that Ray's was taking you to the stew and pearl um making your way inside um Ophidian's character saw somebody that he had uh he had known and uh that's when um uh, Rolex uh, decided to make a impromptu kind of a uh, recording device out of his ear. While this was going on, Ray has also found his friend Cormat inside there, deeply disturbed and very worried about potential retaliation from the Wintermere family as based on what happened to their tram line and the attack that resulted. Um, during this time, Les spotted inside of the um, back room of the student pearl, the purple haired woman that you were chasing and trying to rescue that had blinded, uh, um, I believe it was Ray's Anaphidian in the street and tried to make her escape. That is where we left off as Ray's was knocking on the back door of the room and being let inside. So, does anyone have any questions, anything that you want to do before we move into that scene, or should we pick things up? I just want to mention that we did, per Jason's request, and I can't remember if it was on or off air, but we did level up to five. Yes, that's So right. our yes, characters yeah. are level five at this point, but other yes. than that, um, I'm good. Okay. 
I know I sent messages to people, but uh, how fast does that take? Um, it takes it does take some time. So again, there is uh, the city is sprawling, um, so it's going to take a little bit of time. You have that little medallion that they, they gave you that will start to blink when that right. person receives it. So you probably estimate by morning because it's late at night. It's probably around midnight right now for you guys. Uh, you probably will have that. Probably will go off, and you'll probably have uh, uh, the person you sent the messages to will have received those messages. Well, that's actually a pretty good time to send a message. Low traffic. There you go. Well, maybe. Well, it's depending gonna, it's, on who, yeah, it's gonna, getting the message, though. Yeah, it's going to wake, wake up somebody at 2 in the morning. What the hell? I'm packaging. Yeah. <laughs> UPS is delivering things at 2 a.m. This right. weird lizard bird doing on my windowsill. <laughs> it's croaking nevermore. I, I'm concerned. <laughs> All right. So... Um, Raze is moving his way into the back room of the Stew and Pearl. Raze, as you open up the door, you see the woman's, the, like, her, her, her silhouette. And as it op- the door opens up, there is a large individual uh, with a, a, uh, a mask over his face, and he opens up the door, and he kind of gives you a nod as you enter in. As you enter in, they're standing uh, across the, the way, dressed in some, you know, well, well-looking robes, is the person that you know as the second he turns and he looks at you uh, as you enter into this back room here. There is, again, a, a very nice, uh, you know, wooden uh, desk. Looks maybe out of some sort of oak and, you know, beautifully varnished. Uh, there are several bookcases and some uh, various knickknacks that are on the desk themselves here. He stands in front of a window looking down into the city streets here. And outside you can see the city illuminated. And there's a little bit of a green glow coming from the left-hand side of the window, which represents the quarantine arcane barrier that is up and just kind of illuminating and radiating that kind of green light. As he walks in, he looks over at you and he gives a little bit of a nod. He goes, ah, tower. Good to, re- good to receive you. Please step inside. It is uh, fortunate that you have arrived at this particular time. <clears throat> he looks over and he, you can see the woman. She's, you know, she has kind of has her head in her hands and she's just sitting there like, covering her face and sh- and she's just uh her leg is shaking kind of nervously up and down up and down up and down and as you walk in he goes um what can i do for you tower i'm a little bit uh involved in a bit of a situation at this moment um raise is gonna look from second to the uh to the woman back at him uh, if the situation is what I believe it to be, then that is also why I'm here. I've received word of a incident downtown that some associates of mine were involved in. Hmm. I've also been informed that things were not as they seemed, so they're responsible for the mess so I as you s- amend it yeah as you say this the woman she pu- pulls her head hands down and she looks and she goes do you know the people who are responsible for this for your being here in this room yes i imagine this is not your intended destination she kind of gets up and before she can stand up and because she looks like she's angry she seems like she's been through a lot in the past 12 hours you know the second he just puts his hand up and she she looks over at him and she, he sits back down and he goes well 
it seems that fate has intertwined our journeys together, Tawa. He walks over to uh, around the desk and he puts his hand on her shoulder and he goes, what do you know about the Dresden Hooks rays? Your friend Cormac was in here earlier. He seemed a bit um, nervous. <clears throat> I know that the Dresden Hooks typically operate off of the Dresden port. While I'm not too well-versed in their exact dealings, after all, I belong here, under your watch. Yes, the Dresden Hooks, unfortunately, left to their own devices. Ursa, their leader, is a little bit uh, too heavy-handed when it comes down to her dealings. She doesn't understand nuance of balance of power and subterfuge. She decided that uh, it might be best to reach out to one of the families and uh, an ill attempt to coup power from the Wintermere family. He, you know, he, again, his, his his hands on on the shoulder of uh, of the woman of Shayla, who you you know who her, her name is. You guys remember? You guys again, uh, Ophidian and, and both Rays. You both knew who she was because she is of higher stature. She is the daughter of the brilliant artificer that created most of the technologies that are currently being used in the cities, and she has also been somebody who's helped her father in developing those things. So she's, you know, pretty wealthy, and she is very well known. As he. As he puts his hand on, on her shoulder and he goes, Charlotte, would you mind um, sharing what you told to me with uh, Tower? And she looks up at you and she goes, his people will respond. He goes, she, he just kind of puts his hand up and you can see the kind of respect that the second, and even your group holds even to this person here who comes from a very powerful uh, group that belongs to the controlling family of the city. And she stops and she goes, fine. Fine. If you can help me get out of this mess here, then maybe, maybe, then maybe things can be salvaged here. But I was approached by the Bashar family after I came to them. I needed somebody who could help me reveal safely what the Wintermere family is doing. There's a power shortage and me and my father have been working tirelessly week in, week out. We've not slept in days at times to try to rectify the situation. All of a sudden, this, the, the, the generators, the power plants, they, they were certainly being inundated with this excess flow of energies right at the same time that the quarantine happened. I've seen creatures being brought in, creatures bringing in large casks, wagons, carts. We weren't allowed to go near them. They brought them into the restricted sections, but ever since then, they have been building and building and building uh, more and more power reserves. We are now at a surplus. That's why we were able to create the airships and start to push forward the things that the Wintermere's were doing. I knew that something was horrible was happening. So I went to the Dresden, I went to the Peshaw family and they put me in contact with Ursa from the Dresden Hooks they believed that they had the muscle to get me into the quarantine zone and retrieve evidence. Now, you have killed those muscles, and I am now out here on the streets alone with no protection at all. And with that, um, the second looks over at you, Ray's, and goes, yes, it is um, unfortunate this happened, but I think, Ray's, potentially 
you and your potential friends that were a part of another job that was rather successful might be able to help in this situation. What do you think? Or, oh, sorry, Tower. I, I said raise because I saw your name on the train. He's referring to you as Tower. Apologies. <clears throat> is uh, Ray's the only person in this conversation? Yeah, he was the only one. He was the only one allowed in the back at the time. Okay. I believe my group is more than capable of some infiltration. Exfiltration will probably be the larger concern. She looks over at at you, and he, at, at, at a second he goes, "Well." That was one of the reasons why Shyla was going to help the Dresden Hooks. She has the ability to break through the quarantine barrier. She looks down, Shyla, you would be, of course, willing to present Ray's the same opportunities and the same technology, correct? And she kind of looks at you. She looks at you like very, still very, you can see there's a, a level of just anger with her over what happened at this well-laid plan that she had crafted that was you know thwarted by your guys's efforts um but she looks and she goes of course if they can help me get the information that i need then yes and she goes wonderful please miss uh shyla she he looks over and he goes he kind of snaps his finger and the, the guard at the door uh walks over and he goes please um if you'll wait outside for a moment i need to speak to raise alone or to tower alone i, I just look, i look at i look at each of your names and that's what i call you guys so it's just one of those things like um uh she she gets up and she you know kind of gives you a little bit of a head nod and she walks out the room um Ress, rolex ophidian you see this woman the person that you uh had tried to save and had again blinded some of you uh walking out being escorted out by a guard she kind of comes over and she walks over and she sits next to a bar and she just kind of sits there staring back at the doorway that she just came out of what do you guys want to do Rolex is spending some time convincing uh, Doug to um, give his ear back because Doug uh, went and retrieved it from under the table and is um, very, very focused on that and probably hasn't noticed her come out. Uh, I, I think um, he had spent some time hanging out with Les, so if Les notices something and wants to make Rolex aware... Because uh, Rolex, Rolex is not really paying attention to anything going on around him. He's just trying to get his uh, his ear recording device back from Doug. Sure, sure. Make 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 it just an animal handling check. Let's just see sure. how much fun you're having with with uh, Doug. <laughs> and the thing is, he's supposed to obey everything, but he's I want to, I want to make him he, stubborn. Yeah, he's 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 stubborn. He's he's having yeah. some fun too. Let me. I, I I've got to find my character so I can actually highlight it to do the check. Here we go. Um, Animal handling is a flat out <laughs> two on the dice plus two though, so four. Um, and I, I guess that will help explain why I'm having such a hard time with it. The dice are confirming my difficulties. You're very reluctant. Yes, it probably tastes good. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just see just see a warforge just chasing around a steel cat. <laughs> inside this place yeah. and everyone just kind of in this crowded bar they're just kind of all watching <laughs> yeah right. yeah and it's it's a lot of um uh essentially give it to me a little head shake and then walk 10 feet away and sit and <laughs> that kind of thing just repeated over okay. and over okay all right very Don't good i love it dog. 
Come here, dog. Less, <laughs> yes. less uh, Ophidian, what do you guys want to do? So when Les stops paying attention to his nose while uh, uh, Tower walks into the other room, um, he's going to uh, be like, oh, I'm in a uh, bar establishment. Uh, should probably do the respectful thing. And uh, one drink, please. <laughs> It, look over. So there's a there's a, uh, a a female behind the bar. She's uh, looks to be shorter and stouter in, in nature. She's got a large like halberd on her back to probably for crowd control if someone gets a little crazy. And she looks at you and she goes, "All right, what's here? What's here?" As you as you put your paw on the table too, you can see some of the charcoal ash. You just like kind of like leave a handprint there from because again you're still covered in black charcoal from uh, when you guys oh, disguised yeah. yourself. As she looks down, she goes. Oh, my apologies. Do you have a washroom? I'll be right back, and I'll clean that up, too. <laughs> she goes, uh, lavatory's right over there. What do you want to drink there, Catman? <laughs> uh, get me um, four pints, please, and uh, just leave them here, and I'll be right back. Is four that pints? what the right, Catman do? All right. Did, did you specify what kind choice. of pint? You, do, oh, do you, all right. Very good. She goes behind the bar, and she starts pouring out four pints. Uh, Ophidian, what would you like to do? Um, I just want to keep an eye on this, see what Sumar is doing whenever uh, Shyla comes out of the room. Okay, when she, about her. yeah, so after, of course, getting the table knocked over by this, this dog cat and putting it back over and now watching uh, a Warforge just slowly, like, you know, chase after uh, um, uh, the this construct, um, she's looking over, she sees Shayla come out and she just like, she gets closer to the person, the hooded individual in, in that she was talking to, and she starts to again just you know speak more forcefully to them. Um, uh, but again, without um, uh, Rolex's ear there, you can't really hear unless you get closer and want to do something. I would love to get closer to see if I could uh, overhear, you know, see their lips move or whatever. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Um, make me just uh, make me just a regular stealth check to see how close you can get without being noticed. Stealth. <laughs> Roll. Okay. Oh, yeah. Slow. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. I like the dice too. The dice. Nice. Good. I was just so going to say that's a different style. Yeah. yeah. It was a 14 plus. That's a 20. Okay. So yeah, you get closer and closer and you kind of like turn your back slightly and you're, you know, you're pretending to have conversations with other people here. Um, you hear her over talking over uh, speaking with this individual um, about bringing her and securing her passage to the winter, the Pashar's farm. Uh, this has to cut right through Wintermere territory and it's, be very dangerous um they need her to get back there especially if they're going to salvage anything out of this whole entire situation um uh, it's it's much more of a business transaction in terms of uh, uh, escorting this individual across the city which will take a couple of days anything she says or he says uh let me identify who she could possibly be Make an yeah. Make a general intelligence check. Let's see if you can piece it together. Because you do know enough, you know, about some of the underworld and some of the undercity stuff that maybe you can figure it out. It was going to be a rough one. Just regular intelligence. Yeah, just give me a regular intelligence check or history check. Either one. History check or regular. Well, they when they get to that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Let's see what happens. Yeah, do it stealthily. You did good there. Oh, there it is. Ooh. There's a twenty on the die. Ooh, okay. All right. Very good. Very good. So, this individual here, as you, uh, as you're, you're, you're got, you finally have gotten close enough, and you're able to finally take a peek. He, he's been covering his face in the shroud here for a while. He kind of pulls it back just to adjust some of his hair. He's got long, kind of like uh, black hair that goes down to one side. He's got a nasty scar that goes over part of his face, and there's a ring 
that he has as he, he brings his hands out um, as they get closer in. He kind of puts his hands out on the table like this here. Uh, he is uh, from the group of the Bronze Knuckles. Uh, they are probably the top tier protection group within the city. Um, they are part of the Fighters Guild that is widely known. And uh, this person here is um, uh, Devdin Trisan is his name. He is one of the lead enforcers of this, and he is somebody who can scrap. You've heard and you've seen, uh, you've heard rumors of, you know, some of the things that he's fought and some of the creatures that he's encountered here. But, uh, you know, this kind what's of now makes... What's his name? Devdin? Dresden. Dresden. De uh, I'm sorry, Devdin Tris Trisan. Gotcha. So I, he has a rep. Yes, he does have a rep. And now that you kind of see that 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 telltale scar across his face, you're like, oh, I know who that guy is. Okay. All right. J Jason, I want to ask a, a clarifying question because one thing you said earlier, um, and I didn't want to interrupt at the time because it didn't matter at the time, but you said somebody could break through the quarantine barrier. In my head, I had pictured the quarantine barrier as like a visual indication. Is it an actual physical or magical? An actual physical, magical. Okay, so it's a thing that you can't just walk through. Okay, right. gotcha. Yeah. That yeah. hadn't clicked yeah. for me before until you just said somebody yeah. knew how to break through it. Uh, all right, so Les and Rolex, as Shikati is leaning over and listening to things, Rolex, you, you're moving your way around the, the bar, you know, uh, playing and trying to get your, your ear back. As yeah. you do this, Les comes out of the lavatory, unless you're finally like clean, your fur is dripping wet and stuff, but you're finally clean of all the the uh, the ash and stuff. Sharla looks up, she sees the two of you and she goes, she stands up quickly and she looks at you, Les, and she goes, you! And she starts to walk up to you furiously. What would you like to do? Oh, you! Uh, we saved you. Where, where'd you go? That was... She that was very dangerous. She walks up to you, and you can see she's rearing back to just slap you in the face. What do you want to do? <laughs> it's just going to take it because uh, okay. you cannot expect it at all. <laughs> okay. So it just she keeps on shocking him with her actions. <laughs> he rescues you. So, he has no idea what's going on. So as this happens, you get smacked in the face. It doesn't cause you any damage or anything like that here, but you get smacked in the face. You're like, oh. Uh, and you come like, man, she's got like a pretty firm <laughs> hand right there. She looks at you, Rolex, and she does the yeah. same. She goes, you. You both, you're the reasons. And she walks up to you, she looks like she's going to do the same thing. Yep. What would you like to do? That's fine. Uh, this is something Rolex is eager for, the human interaction, how the how <laughs> beings that are sentient actually interact with each other. Um, not only would he be very interested that Les was slapped, he, he wants to know what that's like. He'll put okay. his chin forward. <laughs> okay. She, she goes over and she slaps your, your, your chin and it, it just tink. And she can yeah. see her, she, she, her hands, she's like... <clears throat> You two, you, you are, you're with that, oh, ah, she, she is so furious right now. What would you two like to I, do? I, I'm sorry, ma'am. What, what's the problem? We helped you at the train situation. You were being kidnapped. She goes, you didn't help anything. You cost several good people their lives and ruined any chance potentially of taking down. She looks around, noticing that she's in a public place, and she starts to quiet herself down as far as what she's about to say. And she just turns, and she starts to kind of like walk back to the bar. I want, I want Rolex, I want to put my hand on her shoulder and say, would you help me get my ear back from dog? Make a persuasion check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, skills. 
Persuasively. Not very persuasive. Let's see how it works out. Uh, 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 nope, nope, not persuasive at all. That's a three with yeah. no modifier. Yeah. She, she's about to like turn around and slap you again, but she thinks about her throbbing hand already, <laughs> and she, she kind of just goes <sighs> – she looks at you. Why don't you ask your master here? She like kind of nods over to Les to help you recover your ear. He smells like burning fur. Um, I <laughs> washed myself thoroughly. Um, he but, smells yeah, like flowers can... and burning fur. But I'm confused because you were in danger and we saved you after these people destroyed a train and possibly killed other people that were innocent. She looks so she like she turns back around and she walks over to you, Les, and she like sees around the bar. She like grabs you by like your whisker and she starts pulling you over towards one of the corners. And she's like, and she like lets go, and you're like, no, why? Why people gotta grab me by the whiskers? Um, she looks at you. She goes. She goes. Those people were helping me escape the situation that I was in. They were helping me get into the quarantine zone. And you, you ruined it. You and your, your okay, so construct thing over here ruined it. It's not, it's not his fault. We, I know that constructs don't have, have reasoning or abilities. This is, this is your fault. She's pointing to you. You can see that she kind of thinks that you're in charge of him. I understand your uh, confusion with uh, what happened with us, but we also, you got to see our point of view because we just saw someone being attacked and I thought you were being captured. So we went in to rescue uh, you from those, what we thought were villains. Um, so our f- bad. <laughs> make another persuasion check. Let's just see. Let's see. Let's see if she buys yeah. it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to play like nice, but also like, what the heck, lady? So like, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, um, I was confused. You were being Come rescued on, at gunpoint. Oh, okay. What is with less and these lucky Ooh. rolls. Twenty-one. Yeah. Well, I've got the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, less. Less is like not. Less is like he's like so charismatic right now. She looks at your and you kind of give like the 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 the, the innocent cat eyes, the puppy oh, eyes, <laughs> the cat puppy eyes, cat a puppy slight eyes. Her going on. Yeah. boots eyes. Just there small, you go. Low vibrate. She she looks over at you and she goes, "You know what? You're right." I'm just a little bit exhausted. I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit frustrated, but you're right. And I think that the city probably could use a lot more people who would run to help somebody who is seemingly being kidnapped. We did not anticipate that when we came up with our plan. So thank you for trying to save me, but still ruining a well-laid plan. Look, um, Raze and uh, what the heck is your character known as? Uh, Ophidian, uh, they were the ones with the plans for most of the stuff uh, that we do. But um, I was a former soldier, so I am willing to help you get through this. So she lo- she looks over at you. We'll come up with a plan. Yeah, she looks at you and she goes, "Thank you." And I'm sorry I did not mean to insult your construct. You've done quite a good job of making one that seems to have. Free will and things. And, and the whole time with Les being as convincing as he is and Rolex still not understanding the idea of being rescued by gunpoint or at gunpoint <laughs> is really is going to be a slow nod the entire time. <laughs> I love it. And, and I'm sorry yeah. for what happened to your friends. I did not know that they were actually helping you. If I had any idea whatsoever, 
we would have just helped out the people that were on the train. She, she looks, she goes, I believe you. And then she looks over at you, Rolex, and she's, she is a, she is a keen artificer. Yeah. She like walks over toward you and she goes, wow, you've done actually quite a good job with this one here. I've never seen a model like this with, uh, yes. I mean, this is very unique. She looks over at, at us. Now, hmm. what, one thing that I, I'll point out too, Jason, anybody who might have NPCs who might have the history knowledge of the old family, yeah. uh, Rolex specifically has that crest right at yeah. the, right at what would be a, like a brooch. Oh, area. Yeah. No, I, I, I am, yeah, I'm aware of that. I just yes. want to throw that because to me, at least, anybody who's aware of it shows that he's like an old model. <laughs> like yeah. He's got a really old stamp on him. But yeah, um, I think for me, at least, I would have Rolex react to that as if she was talking to him and not less. And, and, he, and, and my answer would be, um, I did not make myself. She looks at you and she goes, no, no, of, of course you didn't make yourself. I'm talking to your your master, your creator. Uh, no, 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 no. He, Rolex right here. This is Rolex, by the way. Uh, he is his own um, being. And uh, my name is uh, Follower of Paths Less Traveled. But you can call me Less. My friends call me Less. And when you have a fighter named Less, Less is more. More or less. She looks. I am not a legume. <laughs> she looks. She looks at you and she goes, "That you, uh, this 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 warforged this creature's not that has no owner has no." She and again, you can, you can I, tell that she's a, she's a little bit younger, so she doesn't necessarily have a, a large history of knowledge. But she then takes out like what appears to be glasses, and she starts like looking. She like reaches up to your face, Rolex, if you allow her to grab it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're about you know a foot taller than her, and she kind of pulls you down, and she's looking over you, and she starts to get very interested in you, and she starts to kind of like go over you piece by piece. Here, we're going to come back to that in just a second here. Sure. Tower, you're inside the room, and. As the door closed and you hear things going on, and again, you can hear some things going on outside. You hear like a slap outside and things like that because it happened close to the door. Um, <laughs> Smack, cling, <laughs> cling. Um, certainly lively. Yes. He go, He looks. He's looking outside and he goes, Tower, this is a fortuitous event for us. The uh, Dresden fools have opened the door for us to significantly weaken the Wintermere and Peshaw family together. Now, I'm a little concerned here that it was your friends that were involved. Uh, do you vouch for them? Can they be trusted? I can vouch for their skill and loyalty, for their intelligence and reasoning, <laughs> or at the very least, their intuition. I've been thrown run under the bus again. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel a proper explanation is uh, yeah. needed. He, look, he looks over at you and he goes, he goes, well, I trust you, Tower. You have proven yourself to be a dedicated individual to our cause. But again, we do have a window of opportunity here. The Wintermere family, they will amass people and they will head down to the docks to take care of this potential attack. They will remove anybody who stands in the way of their control. While they're doing this, we have an opportunity to get into the quarantine zone. Is that something that you feel you and your friends are ready to handle? Oh, yes, absolutely. He looks at he looks out, out, out the window and he goes, good. It's unfortunate that we'll lose the docks. 
but some sacrifices need to be made. You agree, Tower? Of course. So as soon as we can buck the rider, as some in the Pashara family might say, it won't really matter. <laughs> he looks over at you and he goes inside of a his uh, onto his desk and he pulls open a, a small a small uh, a box. He opens it up and he takes something out. And he goes, This convoluted plan between the hooks, the Bashar family, and the Wintermere family is exactly the reason why this city is the way it is. He's like, we will use this to our advantage. He walks over to you and he goes, he hands over what appears to be a um an insignia, it's a cloth of a Pashar family guard. Uh, it is, it is uh, purple, and it has the, the the emblazoned letter P with a wheat field background on it. Because again, they are known for their agriculture and their things like that. And he goes, go into the quarantine zone, find this evidence, bring it to me, and then I'll keep Shyla in play. And the time is right. We will make uh, proper use. Understood. He again. He pulls out something from his his jacket and he places it on the table for you. And as you you know, kind of reach over and pick it up, as you know, you're you're accustomed to these kind of things. You mm -hmm. pocket it here. Um, uh, he looks over and he goes. Now, several people at the docks will die. Tower. I'll do my best to protect your friend, but. I estimate within the next 48 hours, most of the Dresden harbor will be on fire. I understand. Good. Good. Please, you are free to handle things as you wish. Understood. He, he turns and he gives a little nod to the guy at the door and he opens the door and you walk out. As you walk out, I'm going to send you what you what you receive from him again it's up to you if you would like to share that with the group um but as you walk out and you know you're heading out you see there is shyla she's like holding rolex's head and like just like turning it around and like moving up and down and she's just kind of going remarkable absolutely remarkable she looks at you and she goes how are you feeling right now rolex um this piece here where you see the leather, I did that myself. I added leather into my construction. It was wood and metal. It now has leather. She looks at you and goes, that's fascinating here. This symbol, this this looks to be something ancient here. Who is this, Rolex? Is this something that you crafted yourself? No, I was, I believe, the property of a family that has been gone for about a century. Oh, I can't hear you, Randy. Oh, Randy. Well, we lost Randy's audio. Right, there he is. <laughs> uh, Rolex, Rolex, shh, 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 shh. we can't be talking too loud about that. We don't know who our enemies may still be. We have enemies? Lots of enemies. Um, let's just, uh, can you be trusted? Can we trust you with something? Yes, you can trust me less. Actually, Listen, you can trust to the me purple more. Purple-haired girl who's never introduced herself to us. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a difficult day for me. My name is Shyla. Shyla Steelden. And 
Hi, Shyla. Um, we are from a, a very old family that I forgot the name of and didn't write down on this page. Yeah, <laughs> the Jurelik family, correct? Yeah. Is that how yep, you pronounce that it? That sounds Jure? right. Yep. You know how good I am at pronouncing things. <laughs> well, I want to take the first pronunciation as canon, so you you nailed it. There we go. Excellent. And, and uh, they were unfortunately defeated um, several. Was it several years back? A hundred years. They they fell yeah, out of power a hundred years ago. How long ago? I'm sorry. A hundred years, a century, at least. A what little bit longer. You want tea that defeated nine years ago? There must be a. That's fine. A mix of will to talk about that later, then, because. I used to follow them somehow, and I'm only like thirty yeah. something. So. Yeah. yeah, your your family followed them and stuff. So again, they, we'll, yeah. we'll 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 figure that in a second. But yeah. you knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. <laughs> exactly. Just, that a carry was just passed down, and insignia yeah. was passed down from uh, family to family. Yeah. yeah, sibling to you know childhood. Yeah, childhood. Mm -hmm. It's not so okay. much that the family was forgotten; it's just that nobody really cares about them because they haven't been in power for a hundred years. So you, you end up forgetting things you don't care about, and that's one of them right there. <laughs> there's still um possible threat with uh, us being from that family still uh, she looks at you and she goes okay oh my um well i i am i'm very very well versed in the politics of families in this city so i i promise i will keep this Keep this quiet here, but this is remarkable. Most warforges don't have the ability to become sentient if they haven't had it for, for since, gosh, since the Great Wars, many, many years and years and years ago. And even then, it was very rare. Someday, I hope to create another being like me. She looked at you. She goes, "Well, maybe I can give you some tips and some pointers, uh, Rolex, um, since you." You both did try to save me, which I appreciate. Right at this time, Shikate, you see, you, you, you're overhearing the details of the job. You're overhearing the amount of coin that's being transferred from the Bashar family to, to Devdin and, you know, things like that. You see uh, Rolex and Les across the bar, not too far away because it's not a massive room, but right across the way here talking with Shyla. And then you see Tower coming out. He's putting something into his pockets and going, going in there. Okay. I'm holding position, just paying attention to everything. And Rolex is curious of one other thing for Shiloh, and he would ask her directly, do I have to point a weapon at you to be your friend? She looks, she goes, I would prefer not Rolex. Oh, that seemed really important for your friends earlier. <laughs> yes, there was a, a reason why that was a Rolex. I'll explain that to you later. As this happens, uh, Ray's, you come out and you see your friends. What do you all want to do? I'm, uh, first, I'm going to mentally kick myself because I intended to ask a second about, uh, what was it, uh, Timeless Fang, <laughs> <laughs> considering that was our original goal. Wait, we had a goal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were coming here to meet with a guy who I completely forgot about it, too. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> forgotten. The train um, thing was so cool. I completely forgot that we were on the train for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's going on? Um, yeah. I will meet with. I'll I'll go with the larger group that is Rolex, Les, and uh, Shyla. Yeah, and then uh, Ray, you 
Oh, you would you would also yeah you would also know there is a room in the uh, off in the corner here that is a secret room that uh, you can go to for pre planning and prepper. There's a little bit more quiet if you wanted to talk in a group with each other um, uh, in, inside this inside the fifth forms you know stew and pearl middle middle um, uh, base of operations here. Okay, yeah, I'm going to uh, regroup with everybody. Motion for uh, Shukati to join us. Okay. All right. Are you bringing Shiloh along with you? Yeah. Okay. All right. And as you do this here, uh, Les um, uh, raises, beckoning you guys in there, and he walks over. There's actually a, a person that looks like he's sleeping by the table uh, who's got his head down. As, as soon as you walk up, uh, 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 raise, he, he, he kind of perks up immediately, and he just kind of goes, and he just kind of like bangs on the wall, and you hear a click. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets up. And as you guys make your way in, Les, as you're making your way in, the woman comes out. She has a big plat tray of of of, uh, of pints, and she's walking towards you. And she puts them down in front of you, and she goes, "Uh, I, I know that you're you're going back there with Tower. Uh, here, some pints for you. That will be uh, twenty five gold, please." Oh, okay. Um, do I? I never wrote down gold. I do. I have that. I forget. Yeah, you have. You you should have one hundred and fifty gold right now on. Yeah, because you uh, okay, you barely paid to ride the train too. Oh, I think right. you, you paid, paid the you, low you, amount. You had 124 gold. You only paid one gold coin to ride in the very very back of the train. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here you go. Thank you. And she turns around and she uh, walks inside. You walk in, man. She, when you said dealer's choice, she got you top shelf stuff. It comes down to it. <laughs> so there are four four large pints of shimmering like blue liquid inside of it. Interesting. Pretty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Chris, does does Chukati come over, or like, do, do they make it clear they're focused on something? Um, I'm kind of trying to watch everything kind of happen all at once. Um, if I notice you signal me over, I'll kind of give you a uh, like, give me a moment kind of signal. All right. Um, as soon as Chukati gives me that signal, I'm going to like tap the the doorman. <clears throat> and yeah. Point at Shukati. There with mm -hmm. me. Oh, no problem, Tao. He goes back and he puts his he pulls his hat down like he's sleeping again. Uh, but you can see he's underneath the underneath the lid of the hat. He's just keeping a sharp eye on everything that's going on in the bar. There's just like the tiniest, yep, slit tiniest little, hat. tiniest <laughs> little slit, and he's just watching everything. It's, it's like right. right there on the edge of that little like band that you see on like fedoras or trilbies. Oh, exactly. like, nobody else yes. can tell, but he's got that tiny. Just perfect view. Right. So, yeah, we all go into the back right. room. Chikati, so since you're waiting for them, you see them go in the back room here. Um, what would you like to do? I'd like to see if Sumar and <clears throat> Devdin uh, say anything about that group that takes Shyla into a back room. Um, so as this happens, uh, um, uh, they, stay, she, they definitely watch as she goes into the back there. Um, but you hear a whisper. You hear, no, it's all right. Um, the owner of this establishment promised us safe passage for her so she's here she'll she'll join us when they're done you so you kind of get the sense that they that um she's already talked to potentially somebody from Ray's group or from this particular in this particular uh um uh organization that she's in at this at the stew and pearl and they're they feel comfortable enough to leave her out of sight for a few minutes while they're doing things all right uh, I'll join the rest of the group then. Okay, yeah, you walk in. We'll say the group's back together inside the back. It's 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 dark, and then uh, as 
uh, uh, Ray's walks in, uh, he reaches up and he just he like snaps his fingers up towards the ceiling, and then there's a couple of lights that just like pop on. There's a large table right there. There are several cots and beds. It looks like this is a place for people to maybe hide out if they are in trouble or if they're trying to duck the law for a little bit. Um, and there's looks to be there's rations, there's you know food and water back here and things. And there's a table with um, looks to be various maps of the city on it. Um, what would you guys like to do? I'm going to pass out my drinks. Here you go. <laughs> Raise, here I keep you checking go. my... Uh... Rolex, do you drink? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Rolex eats and drinks, but gets nothing out of it. Yeah, it's there an experience. Um, the since, the uh, other thing I wanted to throw in there, Jason, is I just threw another animal handling check in there and got yeah. a seven. What I'd like to do is just have Dog um, walk over to um, uh, at, at some point at Chitake and just spit the ear out um, at, his, <laughs> at at his her feet. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll call it when it happens. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, as, as you hand out the drinks, Les, Shyla looks at you and you don't have a drink for her. And she's like, Oh no, Ophidian didn't uh, show up in time. So he oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wouldn't have taken a drink. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Very good. I love it. Okay. She, she looks at, she says, thank you. And she drinks. I was, like, was going to interject and say that. Oh, by the way, it's starting to storm here. So if I vanish suddenly, uh, I'll try to get on my phone. So. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully no, no vanishing happens. Okay. What would you guys like to do? I keep staring at my uh, message thing to see if anything. Well, I have two messages. I have two separate messages. Two separate ones, one, yeah. One going to the uh, yeah, the D, uh, Annette Diva, and the other one going yeah. to my you, you uh, imagine, masters. Yeah, you imagine the Annette Diva one will go off first because she is closer in proximity to where you sent the messages to right. to the other people. Um, but um, they haven't gone off yet. It's only been about an hour since you guys have been in here. And again, it's a it's a big, big, big city. So it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's yeah, on its way. Yep, on its way. I'm going to get comfortable, uh, just sit by one of the maps, uh, relax, get kind of kind of compose myself because this is going to take some. This is going to take a while. <laughs> Gesture for everybody else to take a seat. Please make yourselves at home. I will look at uh, Rolex. Will look at whoever looks most comfortable and mimic however they are seated or reclined with the the feet up on whatever. Sure. Other piece yeah, everybody, of yeah, everybody, yeah. make a comfort check. Let's just roll a d twenty and see how comfortable everybody is. <laughs> comfort check, and I just sure, why not? I'm gonna let's match it. Les is gonna grab all the pillows oh, and the no. beds and sit on them. So uh, let's four see how for this me. Goes. Hey, I doubled yours, Eli. I got an eight. No, nobody is comfortable. What is this room? Just a bed of nails? No, <laughs> nobody rolled higher than ten. It's a private room. It's not a comfortable room. <laughs> I guess nice. people aren't meant to stay on these pillows for very long. <laughs> Why is everything made out of rock? <laughs> yeah, like you, you pick up one of the pillows and it's the not a pillow. It's like a log in a pillowcase. <laughs> yeah. Some painted piece of wood. <laughs> All the fruit in the bowl is wax. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Tower Tower gets a splinter in his in like his butt as he sits on the music. Like, oh. He pulls out, he's like uh, I'm gonna oh, talk man. with uh with the second about improving some conditions in here. <laughs> Is this a hideaway room or an interrogation room? So not the most comfortable. Depends on what we need. <laughs> not the most comfortable, but it is a secure room at least. Uh, that, so that's that's the good news. Uh, all right. Uh, bad when a pillow fight could be fatal. <laughs> all right. So Tower, um, what would you like to go over with uh, the group then? So then. First things first, Miss Shyla. Mm -hmm. 
I would like to formally apologize for the actions of my compatriots. She looks at you and she goes, you know, I, uh, I already received an apology. She looks over at Les and at Rolex and she goes, and I apologize for being so upfront and so frustrated with all of you. It was a long and trying day and, uh, I hope that you understand, um, <clears throat> the significance of what we were trying to do here. But like I said to your friend over here, Les, the city probably could use a lot more people who would go to help somebody who was being kidnapped. So thank you. And I appreciate the apology. Anytime. All, all uh, right, well, then. With that out of the way. Big ears. I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's discuss our current objective. If you would start us off, Shyla, give us some context to the situation. The second has informed me, but my allies still okay. need a uh, simplification. So she, she stands up over the map and she basically breaks down kind of what she said to to raise inside of the room here. Um, that she, her goal was to uh, have the Dresden hooks be her muscle and get her into the quarantine zone, that she has the technology to break through the barrier so that she can find out what happened inside there and get the evidence she needs of the Wintermere's um, uh, plot or what they're doing in there to harvest um, buildings and resources and use those for power for what they're trying to build uh, with their with their magnificent airships, with the tramways, with everything else that's been going on in the city. Um, uh, she goes over, you know, where she wanted to enter in and what was going to happen. And obviously now that the Dresden Hooks um, need all their men to withstand the assault that's going to happen from the Wintermere's, um, she has nobody to get her inside anymore. And that's where you guys come in. So you, I assume I could use whatever uh, Ray's has heard previous to me being, in the, yeah, I could use that information to ask her questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would say if there's something that was, you know, only that was only meant for rays, then you know we might retcon it. But yeah, absolutely, you should be fine. Uh, well, like for the thing, like, hey, certain creatures were big, bringing these big tasks. Yes. What kind of creatures were you talking about? She, looks, you know? she goes, um, uh, how, Rolex, I think is the tallest out of all of you, right? Um, probably. Kind of, maybe. Probably. I'm kind of average. I don't yeah, know. I think I think everyone else is average. How how tall is Rolex? Um, I was know? I was giving him around six and a half feet. Six and a half feet. But, yeah. You okay. know, depending I'm, on any given time, he could be slightly taller, slightly shorter. Because yeah, mechanical, little, like little he's got hydraulics that. that could raise him up or lower him. <laughs> there you go. He's got uh, built-in heels. That yeah, yeah. Uh, he reaches down and pumps his, his feet up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Old school Nikes. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so she looks at you, Rolex. She goes, "Well, they were very tall, lanky creatures, very pale, dark complexions, and they only came up through the the sewage ways. The sewage ways obviously connect everywhere under the city, um, and they are bringing massive carts and loads there. But they are around seven feet ish tall. Um, they look to be humanoid, but I couldn't get a good look because they were always being brought through the restricted areas. I could only see sometimes if I was." stealthy enough myself to you know look around a corner when you know the gods had their backs turned or, or something like that here but they were tall lanky uh type of uh, creatures bringing things in some of them looked like they had grayish hair or silver hair but i'm not a, i never got a great look at them but i just know that they are not they are not part of the workers of the plant i know that they're none of my people or my father's people they were definitely something that was different is that uh, description 
Does that mean anything to Ophidian? That's all um, I was going to ask. Yeah. Does it ring a bell for anybody? What kind of check would you make to, to, to see if you would make if that would uh, if that would hear anything? Hmm. I don't know. Now I this mean, is this is open conversation in the yeah, room. Open right? conversation. This is open conversation. She's talking freely to all of you. So I'd like for myself at least. Rolex internally would want to check if it's anything he remembers from his nature studies because he's trying to sure. work on beings. I like that. Go for it. Let me throw that in there. Sorry to interrupt, Chris. I just want to make oh, no, sure I threw it in. No, that's fine. I'm trying to figure out what. Yeah, I still can't you. roll more than a single digit. However, I got a plus six modifier, 14. which gives me a fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen is pretty good. I'll let Shikati kind of uh, figure out what do you want to roll here, and then once once that roll comes in, we will. I will let you guys know what you know. Yeah, I would also like to make a roll if you'll allow me. Sure, of course. What do you want to roll? Uh, I want to roll an attack with my sword. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't want to roll to attack. I'd like to make an intelligence history check. Sure, sure. Yeah, he's going to attack his brain. He's going to try to figure out what was what that was. Yeah, see if I've read yeah. anything, heard any stories. Sure. Any anything like that. Ooh, 20 okay. oh, twenty. Total. You got plus eight. Oh my gosh. Uh, You're yeah, super... for some reason, history. What was and... it? Do you have the uh, jack of all uh, trades thing as well? I I I'm not I believe sure. so. I believe so. I think all bards should have jack of all trades. It hits at some level, but I wasn't sure if it was a. Yeah, I think it, I think it hits at like level two or three. Yeah. But anyways, cool. Shikati, we have a couple of rolls here. What do you want to roll? I guess Arcana kind of makes sense for some kind of like weird creatures or something. Sure. But yeah, sure. if it was like manufactured, Ma- magical creatures, things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I can dig that. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, you know, my intelligence sucks, so we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I mean, good last time, we'll see. On a roll of a natural hey, okay. 20, you get okay. 19. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. well then, with, with your guys' rolls, <clears throat> Shikati, you're sitting there and you're thinking, and it, it, it sounds familiar to some of the tales that you remember of creatures from the Underdark. Um, and then for Rays and for Rolex, you guys definitely have a better idea of who these are. And who they are is terrifying. They are the end of the episode. <gasps> Damn no, it. no. Why did they show up now? No, they always show up at the worst time. Anything but, but those. But we will pick it up there and we will let you guys know what they are uh, on our next one. Cool. My father died to an end of the episode once. We can wrap this one up. I will press a button. Bye-bye. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Randy, anything? Uh, End right meow. Okay, bye.